Marvel Studios presents WandaVision, a blend of classic television and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two superpower beings living idolized suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. So this was out of left field. I remember when it was first announced, Disney, like, you know, they just, they threw everything out and they were like, all right, we're going to do all these movies. We're going to do all these TV shows. And the only thing they said was the title of WandaVision. Nobody knew what it was about. Nobody had seen any pictures or video. And so everybody was like wondering. And then it got pushed back because of COVID. But when it finally came out, WandaVision was something that we had not expected and had not seen before because every episode was like a new decade of television shows. So Mr. Fink... I wanted to hear what you thought of WandaVision first as a show and then second as a comic book show. Well, I would say WandaVision might be up there as, you know, a top five or if, you know, if there wasn't 20, 30 things in the MCU already. But as far as like, you know, a category of how much I like this show, it's like real up there, you know, not top three, but you know, a, a fourth to sixth, seventh kind of place one, because nice. I, I, I want, I, I was going to bring it up is I still don't really like vision. I just don't really care about vision that much. Mm. To be honest with you, I love old baby, baby, Mary Kate out there. <laughs> Wait, or is it the big sister? I think is she's she the, the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Mary Kate out there. Um, I love her in, in wind river. Um, and, and, Overall in the MCU, you see her for all of what nineteen minutes across the last decade yeah. in the in the movie. She was not um, featured and heavily. I well, well, I kind of think what happened was she, so Wind River. She acts pretty hard, and then she was also in. Oh, wasn't she in? Oh man, she's she's been in some pretty big, you know, uh, top tier, fifteen million dollar movies where she's acting her heart out. And Disney, I think, goes like, wait a minute we got her under our belt, like give her a whole show. And that's what this show feels like is a, Hey, we're going to give it to Elizabeth Olsen. And, uh, what's the, uh, what's her face? The, uh, the witch. Oh, Agatha. Um, yeah, Agatha. So, but it feels like, Hey, we're going to give, uh, an MCU playground to Elizabeth Olsen and, uh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Catherine Hahn and let you guys play. Yes. Um, and I loved it. I mean, I, it's a story I am not familiar with at all. Um, I still don't really care about vision that much. I think he's just kind of boring. He's like kind of just a really high end robot to me. <laughs> I kind of would, maybe you'll be able to shed some light. Cause you've been able to do this sometimes with other characters mm-hmm. to show me like the value in them. But I kind of just like look at him like captain America shield. And I also don't know if I really even like the actor that much because I always feel like people rave, uh, Paul Bettany. blanking on say it again, Paul Bettany. Yeah, Paul Bettany, and and now here is oh he's great in this. And I see him like okay, yeah, he's definitely a great actor and all that, but it's just not necessarily appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh man, I am a Elizabeth Olsen yeah. is the move. Well, Wanda is great, um, and I loved all the tone changes when they were doing Malcolm in the Middle. They were doing Modern Family. Yes. They were doing all. I mean, I love that stuff. I yeah. grew up on Malcolm in the Middle. Um, so I, it's it's like an eight, you know. A, uh, 8.27 out of 10 for me. Yeah, it really is a love letter to television. And that's perfect for our show, for this podcast. 
every decade was like an homage to, you know, okay, here's the sitcom in the 50s. Here's what the sitcom in the 60s was like, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And it was interesting each week, because this wasn't one of those binge shows, you know, that they release every episode. But it was interesting to for, from week to week, number one, I was looking forward to next week's like, oh, okay, what are they going to do next week? Okay. And I was thinking in my head, okay, 70s, okay, it's got to be like, you know, Brady Bunch. Like, What was the popular sitcom of that era? And yeah. I got most of them right. I knew for a fact that they were going to do um, the the documentary style. So I, I didn't know if it was going to be Office or Modern Family, but I knew for sure. I was like, when they get to 2000s, they have to do like tw- the 2010s, I guess, because 2000s was kind of like Malcolm in the Middle. But when they get to that point, it has to be that because there's, there's no other defining you know, characteristic of television other than that from the, the 2010 eras. So every week I was happy about that. And then the other half, which I didn't even mention when I was first kind of describing it. So half of this show is the TV love letter. The other half is a mystery. And that's what gets like the Marvel Cinematic Universe I- involved. And that's how it plays out. Um, what is going on after Avengers Endgame and we knew that vision got killed by Thanos and they had been building this love, you know, relationship, which in the movies is it's barely there. You see like the tail end of it before he gets killed by Thanos in this show. You really get to see their relationship and you get to see these two actors. Like you said, Elizabeth Olsen, this is to me, I think she should win like an Emmy or, or she should get some type of recognition for her work in this show. She was like, she was holding it on her back the whole, I mean, Catherine Hahn was good too. Um, but I think Elizabeth Olsen is like the MVP right here. And that mystery of what's going on, you know, why is everybody acting all weird and, and how is Wanda's powers playing into this? That was fun for me. Um, week to week. I don't know if the payoff necessarily, um, for me was great because, you watched, you binged it, right? Or were you watching it week to week? Uh, I watched it. No, I watched it week to week. Okay. Um, on the rewatch, I watched it all in one day. But okay. yep, I watched it week to week. So week to week, I don't know if you remember this, but everybody was like speculating like, oh, what could it be? What, you know, what is this? What is this? And then everybody was trying to say, all right, there's Mephisto who's in the, in the Marvel comics. Mephisto is basically the devil. So it's like, all right. There's the devil over there. Oh, she said the devil's in the details. That's Mephisto. Every week, these people were coming up with all these insane, and it reminded me of like Lost and and those type of shows where every it was the water cooler conversation. So you kind of lose that if you binge it. If you're watching it week to week, you can kind of have fun speculating, um, and then it turns yeah. out none of those things were right. Yeah, well, I, and I remember the speculation and me being kind of a snobby at times for sure where i'm just like i don't know i don't i don't really know i don't care i don't know whatever like and also not knowing you know i've now at this point mm-hmm. i almost classed myself as a captain america semi-expert yes, yes. but having, having not as much of an experience with the marvel comic universe um still the mcu just you know the the original mcu marvel comic universe versus cinematic that was yeah. dang that was good that was, that was a good joke um <laughs> But not having necessarily the experience, I was just like, yeah, you know, it was a really good episode. I mean, I just thought it was a good episode. Like, yeah, no, well, what about, you know, it, it's uh, Pietro. Yeah. I was like, oh, it, 
maybe i guess i guess maybe yeah sure and like i was like catching up i was listening to other people say these things and i was just like wow i it was interesting to hear and i definitely you know it's i'm not scoffing at it i just was very deaf and numb to it like yeah i was deaf to it one not having the knowledge of being able to speculate that much and also just like i don't really know or care i just fucking love elizabeth olsen and i like the show so much that i think that's what i got caught up in because i yeah. the payoff at the end of the at the end of the thing was just all right she let everyone go and <laughs> like like, like there, there really is no but i was i've tried to like get away from the payoff mm-hmm. in, in media in general over the last decade yeah so i'm like well i'm enjoying it as i go along if i like I feel like most endings aren't, aren't worth yeah. it. So that's, you know, um, I kind of, especially got away from- when you're doing it week to week, people build it up in their mind. Like, Oh, th- this is going to be the most amazing ending. And then it's like, you know, the writers already are like in there. I remember them coming out and being like, uh, guys are going to be disappointed yeah. when you get to the end of this because they hadn't, I think anticipated all the the water cooler talk and what everybody was going like i saw an article that one of the showrunners was like i don't even know who mephisto is and it's like that's kind of bad because and i'll tell you why because in the comics wanda's kids are created from mephisto so like they're pieces of him so it's like if you don't know that fact and you're you have the kids in the show I, I, to me, you know, as, as a comic book guy, I think you should know that, like you should know where the, the characters that you're using, where they come from. And so for, for even like do a quick Wikipedia search, like for you to come out and say, Oh, I didn't even know who that person was. or I didn't even know who that character was. I was like, Hey, it's kind of, it's kind of disrespectful to me, the comic book guy. But I mean, it didn't bother me, but it's just kind of like weird. So I, like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, the, the, the ending to me. I wanted a little bit more out of that in like the last fight and battle sequence, but it's leading right into Dr. Strange two. So the, actually Dr. Strange was originally, I was reading this online. He was originally supposed to appear in the, like the finale, which that really would have set people off. People would have been like losing their minds when that Pietro reveal happened. Everybody was going crazy and it ended up not being the, the exact same Pietro, who we thought it was um, from, and the whole thing about that was that would have been merging the X-Men Fox universe with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they cast the actor from the Fox movies in order to to get people to think, oh, wait a minute, they're doing the multiverse because we already know that. I heard a lot of people saying that. We already know that Doctor Strange 2, the subtitle is Multiverse of Madness. So everybody, including myself, when, I, when, when they revealed his face in the episode, I turned to my wife and I said, they're doing it. They're doing the multiverse. She was like, what are you talking about? But I like that. And, and you talked about it too. When you were watching it, you, you weren't necessarily reading the comics at the time and then the backstories. So it's, but it still worked for you. And so that's what I like that it has kind of like multiple layers of hey if if you know the backstory if you know these these uh, characters you're gonna have in, enjoyment on this level if you don't know the characters it's still a good TV show and that's what even the Marvel movies have been it's like okay if you know the characters that's cool but they're still good movies you're still like along for the ride and you still care about everybody that's in the movies so I liked it for that reason. Um, along with the 
television love letter. I liked both parts of that. And like we said, well, the acting was great. And it also really, I kind of, I had already said, I, I don't, still don't really at the end of this really care that much about vision. Yeah. I just don't, I think it's just, it's just unappealing to me and that's fine. Um, but really Wanda's character up until this show for me, I'm on the rewatch. So I really haven't even hit her yet in the rewatch of the whole MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause she doesn't appear until my, Ultron, my memory Ultron. is she's mostly uh, super clingy with <laughs> vision and they like, yeah, at the at the end, super together a yes. lot. Like, yeah. and then he dies, right? Because there's, like you said, there's like what nineteen minutes of of her screen time in in the across all of the movies. So at the beginning, she's clinging to her brother. That's when you first meet her in in Age of Ultron. Yep, yep. Then after spoiler alert, after he dies, then she clings to Vision. So there's not a whole lot there, and. For me, I was filling in some of the backstory from the comics because they do get married in the comics and they do have kids in the comics. Um, And when they kind of started to show a little bit of attraction to each other in the theater, I turned to my wife and I was like, they get married. And she was like, what? He's a robot. What? So that, you know, that played out for her. And then she finally saw it in the show. But there is actually a good um, Wanda and um, Vision comic where they go to this, they get a house in the suburbs, they go live out there, and that's like the whole comic. That's the whole thing. So if that interests anybody, I would highly recommend that. Um, I also forgot to mention the other person that's kind of featured in the show is uh, actress Tiona, I believe is her name, Paris. And she's the yeah. one who plays Monica Rambeau, who we originally see her as a little girl in Captain Marvel. Did you get to Captain Marvel yet in your um, Marvel Cinematic Universe rewatch? Yes. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So you saw her in there. Then you see her aged up in WandaVision. She's also going to be appearing in Captain Marvel 2, which is now being called the Marvels. Um, and you saw her get superpowers. Now, like I said, as comic fans, we already knew she gets superpowers. Um, but it was kind of a journey to see her as a little girl and then she gets aged up, gets powers. Now we're going to see her as a full superhero in the Marvels. Um, but I thought she did a pretty good job as Monica Rambeau. She didn't have a lot to do at the beginning, um, but as her character got out of the bubble and started to try to figure out the mystery that was going on, she started to get more and more. So I thought she yeah. did a pretty good job. Yeah, she was great. And uh, she I uh, might not remember she was in Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. Um, she was on like, you know, she was doing the late night talk show um, circuit and she talked about that. And I was like, wait a minute. Number one, I did a Mad Men podcast back in the day. And I was yeah. like, I have no memory of her being in the show, but it doesn't surprise me. I think, you know, she's she's a pretty good actor and um, definitely can hold her own. So she's cool. She's pretty good. Well, pretty good. I would also uh, one last thing I think is maybe the best part or one of the yeah, most your qualities is was that was your favorite part of the show? Favorite part? Well, is Elizabeth Olsen Ooh. is one of it. It's just her being on screen, everything she does. I I she, she can act like 
Well, because I think the same thing happened with uh, Brie Olsen. She did Room, mm. wins an Oscar, and the MCU goes like, shit, we got someone who can fucking act out here. Um, right. We got to give her something. Right. Um, because she got that, she got Captain Marvel shortly around that yeah. ballpark time. And, and Elizabeth Olsen is, is right up there as far as caliber. And um, mm. But actually believing like the love story, as much as I you know don't really care for Vision, it's not because I think he's like a... I just like I'm bored by his character, yeah. but you like really do believe like their their like love story, which is very cool um, because you believe her being sad, and now you have this super heavy weight or yeah yeah weight or sorrow that can go now knowing a little bit of the comics could go really bad, um, it could be the fuel for something really bad because she has like this deep sorrow that we actually got to see in this TV show where if it just happens in a movie, we're like, Oh, yeah. oh look, she got mad again. The, the guy in her life died. Yeah. And she got mad again. Yeah. So now we have like a reference. Of this completes what her backstory. Act- yeah. What this relationship actually means. Yes. And it was also entertaining the whole time. Yeah. So while learning these things, it was actually, I mean, it, it was a peg, uh, Peggy from that 70. I think it's Peggy from that 70 show. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> lady from, um, <laughs> the mom, yeah, she, uh, Yep, yep, the mom. Yep, the mom. She's in here even, Mm -hmm. and that's another classic sitcom. Yes. So it was packaged in such a fun TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, they, there was a little. the best love story of the MCU. (laughs) There was like a behind the scenes um, making of Assembled, is the name of it, but it was actually really good. They went into depth about the costumes, you know, all of the the period pieces using the special effects of the time instead of using CG. So that was all good, a very well done, well made show. And the only thing I'll say about Vision, um, his his character is supposed to be kind of like Data on Star Trek: The Next Generation. He doesn't have any emotions, and he's trying to be human, like he's trying to learn emotions. But he still has the programming of now in the comics. It's Ant Man, which is not. Paul Rudd, Ant-Man, but Michael Douglas, Ant-Man, like the older Ant-Man, um, he's he's the one who uses, it's his brainwaves and uh, Wonder Man, which has not been introduced in the in the movies, but it's, it's kind of like that combination of their brainwaves is used. In the movies, it's Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. So he's supposed to be based on, you know, human brainwaves but he's not human so there's it's kind of like this fish out of water character the the comic that i recommended to you um vision by tom king which is set in virginia i would highly recommend if you want to like really get into his like sink your teeth into his character because when i was growing up i didn't actually like his character a whole lot um there was actually even an um an avengers arcade game that i used to play all the time and if Vision was the only character that was available, like if everybody else took all the other characters, I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't like Vision. He, especially because at that time, he was the Vision at the end of the show that you see that's all white, that has like no memories of, of Wanda or anything. That's the Vision that was currently in the comics at the time that the arcade game came out. So it was like this all white, looked like a big marshmallow. I was like, oh, this guy sucks. I don't like Vision. Um, I've now later, as I've grown older, I, I do like the character a lot more. Um, but he was also played for laughs a lot in in the beginning of the show. It, it got darker and darker each episode. But I liked a lot of the comedy that they did with Paul Bettany. 
and Vision's character got a little bit more to do than he did in in the movie. So at the end, yep. you see him just fly off. So I don't know where he's going. I don't know if he's going to appear in in Doctor Strange or what's going on, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, I def- I really enjoyed um, Vision's character at the beginning. I mean, I, at no point did I get to the point where like, oh, I hate, and I don't ever have I been like, oh, I really dislike this guy. It's more mm-hmm. disinterested. Yeah. However, I will say though, the first couple episodes like you can tell like this guy can act like mm-hmm. their timing, like the, uh, I guess it's what blocking or whatever, um, that goes on in the, in the first couple episodes. Cause it's like classically filmed, like what is it? Three camera sitcoms or whatever. I don't I know. Yeah. It's like some traditional right. style, but you kind of see his confusion and the comedic timing going on as he's picking up. That was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I like him more now than I did before. So I go from, I went from like a three to a five, but, um, overall though, really that's, one of my favorite pieces of uh, Marvel entertainment. And I also like that it's another one of the, you know, uh, 26 to 33 minute um, TV shows, eight up epi- nine episodes. So you can like knock it out really, if you want to in an afternoon, if you need to. Yeah. So I think WandaVision is like you said, one of the top tiers, one of the, one of the best that we've seen added to the Marvel cinematic universe as up there with the Avengers and, you know, I would say Captain America, Winter Soldier, like all the best ones. I would put WandaVision up there with them. Now that we're, you know, we're getting big time past five episodes. (laughs) I don't think we usually throw in any Twitters or anything. I'll go. uh, My Twitter is F-I-N-K-L-E-W-H-O. Yes, it is private, but it's private because I can then figure out if you're real or not. I don't like Russian bots. I'm not a Russian bot kind of (laughs) guy. Oh, yeah. And mine is just Vactor, V-A-C-T-O-R. You can find that on Instagram, Twitter, all those places. And I don't know if anyone out there who's listening is a Star Wars fan, but I'm also currently doing a Star Wars podcast called Protocol 13. So anywhere you're listening to this podcast right now, you can also find Protocol 13. Check out some great Star Wars action. Yep, yep. I can co-sign that. <laughs>